Hello, Esther Deborah here, and this is Agape Love, Love is Here. This is one of the many video sections of the ministry of Pastor Deborah, helping people the Lord's way. Please enjoy the video, and we look forward to you coming again. Pastor Deborah hopes you enjoy hearing about how she has learned how to help people the Lord's way, and have her many wonderful spiritual experiences throughout many, many years of helping people. Welcome again to a video of Agape Love, Love is Here Ministries. This is Pastor Deb. Love always and forever. Well, hello again. Pastor Deborah here, and this is another global ministry video. If you remember the last time we were working through Isaiah 61, we had gotten through all the verses <clears throat> and we were beginning with verse, <clears throat> excuse me, 5. We are slowly working our way through, if you want to call it a Bible study, a scripture study. These were the two references, Isaiah 61 and 62 that were vital in my life, Pastor Deborah, in learning how to help people the Lord's way. Remember, I only knew the mental health counseling way, the way of the world, the way of psychology, science, diseases. Nothing spiritual was ever taught. And I didn't know what to do. That's what I had to learn about. So in Isaiah 61, verse 5 is where we pick up. I'm going to read it to you. And then I'm going to go and we're going to slowly work through it for a few minutes. Excuse me. Isaiah 61, authorized King James Version. You can use any version you want. I love the King James because there's no commentaries. That's right, there's none. The person who the King James was, uh, he actually was the King of Scotland of one time, was the son of Mary, Queen of Scots. She was the Catholic Queen that Henry VIII had sort of divorced. But he couldn't kill her, because so, she was the sister, I think, of King Philip of Spain. I think that's right. So he sent her off. And uh, then Queen Elizabeth I came up. Well, Mary, Queen of Scots, was living up in Scotland. She had a son named James. Even though she was Catholic, she brought him up Protestant. And she gave him a Protestant teacher, a man of the word. And he taught this young boy the Bible. And he taught this young man named James who was going to become king of Scotland one day. And her hopes was that he would then become king of England. Which he did because Queen Elizabeth never got married and never had any children. So during his early years of learning, this James, king of Scotland, who was sort of a prince at that time, he learned that the Holy Spirit was to be his teacher and commentary. And that he was to ask him questions and have an inquisitive mind toward the Holy Spirit. 
He didn't need to have the Catholic priest at that time, who were still ruling most of Europe, and the Pope, the Vatican, telling him what the Scripture said. This young man learned Hebrew, Greek, probably Aramaic, Latin. He could read all the languages. Very intelligent man. And he didn't want any of the other Protestant people because there was a lot of different denominations even then uh, in England. So he learned to trust the Holy Spirit as his teacher. So I like that. I don't like any Bible that has commentaries in it because they are usually slanted towards a denomination one way or the other. So what I do is I stay with a dictionary, my son's 8th grade Webster's Dictionary, and my Strong's Concordance of Greek and Hebrew. I don't speak Latin. I don't speak Greek or Hebrew or read it or write it. So I have to look at my concordance. And then when I don't understand, I will follow the scripture references out and follow them through. I'll write them down. Sometimes it's pages after pages after pages. I get taken to another, back and forth, back and forth. That's how I've always done it. And then slowly the meaning will come forth. And it could have several different meanings. Because this God of Isaiah 61... He spoke in parabolic languages. He was talking to humanity through people, through prophets, telling them things that they couldn't understand because they were creatures of the flesh, creatures of darkness. And, of course, Satan and his demons were down here, and they couldn't understand it either. They had an idea, though. But they didn't quite know who, what, and all the things. So you have to learn that about this God. He's a parabolic God. Wonderful. Loves storytelling. Hides things in stories until you're ready to seek them out. And so let's begin. Oh, before I go, I want to read something I just read in my Master Class Initiative. Very valuable scriptures. Hang on. Okay, I'm back. I want to read to you a couple of scriptures. Very, very helpful to me. Throughout all my years of studying and discovery. Proverbs 25, 2. It is the glory of God to conceal a thing, but the honor of kings is to search out a matter. Ooh, I learned that God has things hidden for his glory. Because if he revealed anything to Pastor Deborah or you, without me searching, he would be forcing himself, his truth, his love upon me as if he were raping me. He would get the glory, but it would be by force, against my will. But he knows I need it. So he hides it in stories and parables strange language and movies fairy tales and legends so when I'm beginning to move out of just being entertained and I want to know the truth and I want to see beyond the entertainment and the flesh it's there 
for me. He began this because I always had a lot of questions to ask. Always read a lot of biographies, true stories. Wanted to know history about people and places and events. When he started opening up, he began with the Matrix Revolution in 1999. Then he opened up the movie, The Miracle Worker, Helen Keller. Then The Hobbit. And then I was able to go back, watch all the movies, and he revealed what was there. But until these movies were no longer just entertainment. The movie The Cell I watched because wonderful people from the kingdom of Satanism, multi-generational to believe, wanted me to know what their lives were like, what it was like inside their head and their spirit. They told me to watch the movie The Cell. And I think that was with... um, Jennifer Lopez. It's about a young therapist who could go into people's minds, go into all the different rooms, and help them and reach them. She had started working with an autistic child. They brought to her a man who had been kidnapped and was uh, cruelly torturing and killing young ladies. So the police had him, but they didn't know where this um, lady was and they wanted her to go in there and when she got in there it was horrible there were demons and little children and wickedness and she had to learn that she wasn't strong enough to be in there but she brought him into her mind where she was queen so these precious people wanted me to know what their lives were like by watching this movie another one was called Island And it was about how people lived in this secret place and they believed that uh, they had wonderful lives and then they would win a lottery and they'd go to this beautiful paradise. But they were actually killed because people up on the planet who had lots of money needed organ donors. They'd pay money for that. So they would have some clones. Now these people that were in this place did not know they were clones but they thought when they won the lottery they were going to a special paradise and they would have and life would be good and they were killed and their organs were put into these rich people and these precious multi-generational Satanists wanted me to know that was their life also we see that with the aborted babies one of the reasons to abort the babies as for their bodies, their organs, their stem cells, for other people in other nations who have money, who don't want to die. A lot of stuff is revealed through movies. Deuteronomy 29, 29. The secret things belong unto the Lord, our God. But those things which are revealed, shown, Belong unto us and to our children forever, so that we may do, we may obey, reflect, shine all the words of the law. I had to learn to look at nature, it was there to show and reveal things to me. It's revealed to us right before our eyes. 
our flesh natures in the animals power and struggle even the enemies out there life and death is in nature everything is there if you will look this one lady I was trying to help with years ago we would look at a rose all she saw was a pretty pink rose I saw the heart of God his tenderness and gentleness I saw his glory of creation and imagination I saw him speaking to me out of the rose I saw how the rose would bloom and become what it was supposed to I saw purpose I saw life I saw the creator she didn't see that because all she was looking with was her eyes of the flesh her five senses she just saw a pretty pink rose she could not look with her spiritual eyes and see beyond that 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 was a reflection and an image shining out the glory in the heart of the father and the father was talking to me and teaching me through the rose I could see that because I had been seen with my spiritual eyes for a long long time so everything could be opened up to me weather and storms events in nature events in politics what's going on in the world what's really happening behind the scene because I became a seeker I became this king to dig and search out of matter and then God could reveal it and he would be glorified and once I got it I share it with you so those were two powerful scriptures that have always stayed with me when I study now let's get to Isaiah 61 verse 5 we had just learned that we would become trees of righteousness the planting of the Lord after he did a lot of healing delivering setting us free helping us to become things that are beautiful full of joy and life and that we were going to start doing some things and building our old dead waste places our thoughts and conceptions up we were going to renew them we were going to rebuild our spirit up in strength and glory and we were going to repair the cities up here that had been desolate of life and light and truth and knowledge for many generations and we were going to help other people do that so we were going to be a good thing on planted earth but now he's telling us some things verse 5 and now that we're building up all of these cities within ourselves improving renewing filling our spirit and soul with all this beautiful stuff he goes and strangers shall stand and feed your flocks and the sons of the alien shall be your plowmen and your vine dressers huh is that good is that good news is that something bad what is he saying believe me I have been praying and studying about it 
It tells us to go to Ephesians 2.12. So we're going to follow out the scripture reference. Okay. I'm going to start with Ephesians 2 verse 11. Wherefore remember you, O tree of righteousness, that you being in times past were Gentiles in the flesh who are called uncircumcision. You used to be uncircumcised, buddy. You were called a Gentile. By that which was called the circumcision. What he's mean is, back then the Jews would look at a Gentile and say, you ain't one of us because you ain't circumcised on your penis. Your little head part, the little flesh was not cut off. That were made by hands. So he's starting to tell us that these strangers, we used to be one of them that he's talking about now. Verse 12. So that at that time that you were called the uncircumcision, you were without Christ. You were alien from the commonwealth of Israel, which means prince, kingdom. And you were strangers from the covenant, the agreement of promises, having no hope and without God in the world, in this world up here. You had no God in here. He looks at this as a governing system in your spirit, and he looks at that world in there, a spirit, soul, and physical body. There was no God in there. So what we're learning is that these trees of righteousness were used to be called strangers. But what you're going to find when you get become a tree of righteousness, there are going to be other people around you at one level, okay, that are aliens to you. They don't have what you have. They won't see as you see. That is one interpretation of it. He's also saying that within here, Within your soul, who's not been changed yet, just your spirit's been circled. You'll have a lot of thoughts and concepts, a lot of strangers, who have a lot of strange things that will stand and they will still speak to you. You'll have people in churches and synagogues still speaking to you. They won't have what you have. They'll be out in society. They'll be on the newscast. They'll be in books and movies. They will be feeding you. Speaking to. Okay. And it probably won't be good stuff. And their sons. Their words. Their generations to come. They will plow. Okay. What's in here. They're going to work you. They're going to work on you. Dig and dig. Okay? Because they don't want you to go the way you're going. They want you to come back. Let me see what I wrote here. Now, that also took me to another scripture. I'm going to read it, Soya, a little bit how I have done the study. So, and spiritual strangers. Okay? The spiritually uncircumcised aliens 
without Christ and from the commonwealth of Israel. And they're strangers to this covenant, this promise. Okay. Now we're going to go, here's a scripture in Ezekiel 13.9. These are about these strangers. Verse 9. And my hand, the Spirit of the Lord, shall be upon the prophets that see vanity. That means lies through pride. So God's going to have his hand. Is that a good hand or a bad hand? Probably a bad one. And that divine lies they speak. So when you become a tree of righteousness. You're going to be around people. That are prophesying to you. Speaking to you. Telling you what to do. Telling you this is what you should do. And it's all vanity. It's based on pride. And they say God's told them. And it's lies. They, these group of strangers, these aliens that you used to be, shall not be in the assembly of my people. Neither shall they be written in in the writing of the house of Israel. Neither shall they enter into the land of Israel, the kingdom of heaven. By these things you shall know that I am the Lord. So God's trying to tell you you're going to have some opposition from your soul, from people speaking to your soul, from things in the spirit realm speaking to you. They call themselves prophets. I'm telling you what God said. Oh God gave me a word of prayer for you. God gave me a word for you. Or just teachers or whoever. And you're saying they're not telling you the truth. I got my hand on them. I'm going to deal with them. They're not going to be a part of what I have as story. Could these be demonic spirits? Yes. Working through period? People? Yes. Could it be darkened religious leaders that are in denominations? Could it be people who are not filled with the love of Christ? Yes. Who do not love their neighbor? Yes. And he says, I'm going to allow this to happen. To you, O tree of righteousness, while you're trying to build this, renew your mind, build up the cities. I allowed this to happen to Nehemiah and Ezekiel, who had been taken into captivity when old King Nebuchadnezzar was allowed to take down Jerusalem. Because they got way off. That's a other old story through Jeremiah. It's wonderful. But what happened was, while they were said, we want to go back and build the the temple and rebuild the walls. The king had favor and he said, okay, I'll help you. But when they got there, they had opposition. They had people who would sit there and yell at them and mock at them and write letters and try to get them to stop rebuilding. Rebuilding up the walls of the city. That means your spirit. Rebuilding the temple in here where God wanted it to be. You're going to have opposition. Okay? Just know that. Okay? So these trees of righteousness that you have become. 
okay? There's going to come opposition to you as you are trying to rebuild your waist up, renew your spirit, renew your soul to new ideas. Get back the walls. Because remember, we read that when God looks at your spirit and it's all broken down, it's not working. It says it's of a city. The walls are broken. It has to have defenses. When certain people speak things, I can't respond in the flesh. I have to respond spiritually. They bombard, they hit, they speak, they talk. Sometimes I do respond. I shoot back a cannon, shoot an arrow. A couple experiences, I was in the gym. And I come from a family where my mother and my brother both had mental illnesses. My father was henpecked and just very submissive and ate his life away. So mental illness, craziness was in the family. So I'm in the gym and some young guy laughing and joking says, How many days you come to the gym? I go, Six. He says, You're crazy for coming to the gym that many days. That was a stranger speaking words, shooting a cannon at my walls. If my walls have been broken down and my spirit was not strong or my soul, I may have gone, yeah, you're right, I probably am, and laughed it off. I would have opened the door. Craziness that ran in the family would have had a right to come in, <clears throat> excuse me, into my life and start its process in my mind of what my mother and brother had. I knew better. I was strong. My walls were built. I said, I rebuke you in the name of Jesus out loud. I cast down those words. They will not stand. I call that assignment null and void in the name of Jesus. Right out loud. I attacked back. My walls were strong. But a stranger came with words. Another time a Christian came. I'm on the treadmill. Beautiful lady's trying to lose some weight. She came and said, Oh, oh, Pastor, today has been horrible. It's trying to kill me. It's just, I'm losing my mind. It's killing me. And I said to her, Sweetie, don't say that. You're a Christian. Just say, I'm busy today and I'm stressed. If I had said to her, yeah, I know what you mean, okay, I would have been in agreement with her, her words of lies and vanity. She's a Christian. But she was not yet where I was. If I had said, yeah, mine too. Yeah, I know what you mean. Open the door. Open the gate. Come on in, mental illness losing my mind but because my walls were strong my defenses were up I was ready and I could respond back and the attack was ended you're going to run into that because you are trying to rebuild this old waste city up and you are trying to be a full grown fully developed tree of righteousness 
Let's look at some words. Let me see if I can find them here. I'm uh, flipping through my pages, you probably say. Oops, straighten myself up here. All right. Let's go back. The word alien means stranger. They're not a part of where you are. They could be a Christian. Okay, we'll say, well, let's use Islam. They could be, uh, believe in Muhammad and the Quran and go to church and they pray. But they're at the very baby level. See, you can be at a baby level, go to the church services, pray, read the Bible, but not have yet developed into a mature adult that can live it out, speak it out. Okay? So she's not there yet. She's a child. She's not where I was at. Okay? So I had to learn that. So, oh, I'm looking through my pages here. Hang on with me. Okay. So Ezekiel tells us that she was divining and prophetically speaking lies to me. And she was asking me to agree with her. The other young man, he was divining, speaking prophetically that I was crazy. Now that wasn't coming from God. That was coming from the other guy. Let me flip through my scriptures here. Okay. So when you are in this section, this part, verse 5, and you are trying to develop and grow. Think about a little tree, a little acorn or plant. It's in the ground. We don't ever see what's going on. There's a lot of war in that dirt coming against the roots. Then it tries to come up. There's a lot of wind and bugs waiting for it. And not everyone makes it up. So a tree of righteousness has a lot coming against it. You'll have a lot in your own soul. That is not, it's an alien now to the spirit. It's not in this agreement yet. It has not given up its rulership and kingship. It's still an alien to the spirit of the Lord. It's a flesh creature. hasn't died yet. But it will speak to your spirit. It will try to come against it. It will come against this healing. You'll have people who you think are friends speak against you in laughing jester, making sly comments. They don't at one level, they don't mean any harm. They're just joking. We hear that all the time. It was just a joke. I wouldn't tell. Okay? It's serious. And they go and they do things. Oh, most of the time they don't mean it. But the words are there. They go, oops. But the arrow went. The cannon flew. So this part of Isaiah 61, verse 5, is a warning to us. 
We've been through one through four. Good things have happened. Good tidings have come. Healing has happened. Deliverance has happened. We're now a new baby tree of righteousness. And we're just getting started. And he's teaching us. He's warning us. He's always going to warn us. That there are things and people out there will come against you. So know he loves you. He cares for you. He's giving you warning. About people. About your own soul. Even your physical body will come against you. Say if you're trying to give up alcohol or drugs or sugar or salt. It'll fight against you. Because they don't want to change. So he's giving you warning. But he assures us. Even in that, the next verse, verse 6. But through all, excuse me. Through all of that, you, O tree of righteousness, you will be named the priest of the Lord. So you're going to have some opposition from aliens and strangers and their sons. They're going to speak to you. They're going to try to plow your ground. They're trying to come against you. They're going to try to dig up that brand new little tree of righteousness. That new belief you have. They're going to come hard against you. They're going to speak against you. This young lady, Candy, that I worked with, when she got saved and became a tree of righteousness and was starting to grow, her family came against her. Her brother came, hit her with a plank, a board, knocked her out right outside her house. They had vicious attacks come from your own family from strangers from people their sons their children it's a hard walk but he says it's coming but there's going to be something I'm going to do with you so we have warning now so hang on no matter what happens don't you renounce don't you give up don't you turn back you keep going you keep working. So I wanted to bring this next little section, verse 5 to you, of the Tele Global Ministry of Pastor Deborah. In the next one, we'll pick up with verse 6, where he says, But through all of that, those attacks, those aliens doing that to you, these strangers, they, even though they might think they are spiritual, they're lying to you. They're prophetic. I'm going to name you, give you a nature, an image, and a likeness of a priest of mine, the Lord. Be a great teaching. So enjoy. This is Pastor Deborah. This has been a short one. This is my second one today. i got to do a lot of work. Enjoy. The Tele Global Ministry of Pastor Deborah. This is sort of a Bible study, I guess. Bible teaching. We're working our way through. We'll get through Isaiah 61. We'll go through some other major ones. Isaiah is a great book. Very prophetic. For everybody. 
We'll work our way through maybe the whole Bible before I get done. A lot of hidden parabolic stories. A lot of movies we can watch to help us to learn and grow. So be warned. Be prepared. Gonna get a little rough. But he says, that's okay, I'm with you. I didn't do all this. I didn't come down here to have a nice peaceful time. We may have that later. Right now, we're down here on this planet, this world, where there is another world down here of darkness and ignorance and spiritual bad things called demons and devils, Satan himself and lies and corruption, the lust of the flesh, and death is here. But I'm planting you there in that mess, in that world, for my glory. Now I'm going to help you shine out, but we're going going to warn you. Because he's always a God of warning, protection. So enjoy. Be at peace. lot to learn. Love always and forever. Pastor Deborah. See you next global tele-ministry video of agape love. Love is here. On Isaiah 61. And we'll pick up with verse 6 next time. Love always and forever. Bye. Thank you for listening and watching this video. It is an honor and a pleasure to have you stopped by today and watch. This is Pastor Deborah, and I hope you come again and watch many, many more videos and learn and grow spiritually. And hear how she has helped people spiritually, the Lord's way, for many, many years. Come again. Watch another one, and we welcome you to be a subscriber to the channel, to make comments, and if you wish to contact Pastor Deborah, please email her at her email address for the ministry, at pastordeborah at agapeloveishere.org. You can also see these videos on Twitter and on the website in the many different sections that they are put into. Enjoy, and it was once again an honor to have you watch and listen. Thank you, and come again to another video of Agape Love, Love is Here Ministry, a ministry of helping people the Lord's way that Pastor Deborah has been doing for many, many years. Love always and forever, Pastor Deborah.